Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everyone. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining me on the Word Podcast. Tell you what, thank you for your kind, kind words, the kind words that you've been speaking forth. I've heard from several of y'all about our time together like this. And so I'm glad that the Lord is speaking through His Word to you. I think it's just so, so important that we receive of the Word a daily portion, right? And that's what we're seeking to do here. And so uh, uh, please pass the Word about the Word. A lot of words here. Uh, Let other folks know. Tell them, say, hey, you know, there's this thing that's happening. A lot of people don't know what podcasts are. They might have heard the phrase somewhere along the way or something like that. But it's just a good way for us to daily take in the Word of God. and sort of a consistent thing. Uh, We're actually going through the book of Galatians locally. As a matter of fact, we're coming to the end of it right now in our online studies and our local studies. And so this is a good way to review and refresh. And so just let everybody know. Uh, You may even have to walk them through it sometimes. Show them how to download an app on a phone or how to access on the computer and things like that. So anyway, I do thank you so much. I want to pick up where we left off with our last episode. We're in the third chapter of Galatians. And Paul is speaking to them about uh, faith and how we are blessed if we do certain things. So let me back up. We're going to look at verse 9 and take a run and go. And I plan on looking between verses 9 through 14 today. So here, it's Galatians chapter 3, verse 9 says this. So then, those who are of faith are blessed with Abraham, the believer. And we talked about that the last couple of episodes, that we are blessed, whether Jew or Gentile, particularly Gentiles. Because remember, the problem was that there was a group of people of Jewish background, some of them false brethren, some of them likely true brethren, but they'd been deceived, who were seeking to draw those who were Gentiles into the law, saying, yes, you can be saved, and you can be saved, yes, by faith, but you're really saved if you have the law and if you have the sign of circumcision. Verse 10 says this, For as many as are the works of the law are under the curse, for it is written, Cursed is everyone who does not abide by all things written in the book of the law to perform them. So he's picking up this law idea. He's reminding us of this. If you go under the works of the law, you're going to be cursed unless you perform every one of them. You have to adhere to every one of them. Then Paul doubled down, doubles down on it here in verse 11. Now that no one is justified by the law before God is evident. For, and then he quotes another Old Testament passage, the righteous man shall live by faith. It is evident that the law is not how we're justified. How is it evident? It's evident because the scripture says it. The scripture says that the righteous man is saved by faith. It is also evident by living out life. Everyone who lives realizes and knows and has to confirm and acknowledge that they sin, that they do things which are not of God. There may never have been an act from the point of view where people could point to it and say, I saw somebody do something, but there has been a thought, right? There's been a thought. And so he's saying it is evident. Every human would acknowledge that we are not justified by the law because no one can adhere to every standard and every element of the law. Then verse 12, however, The law is not of faith. On the contrary, 
he who practices them shall live by them. And so that's another quote out of the Old Testament. There's actually, how many, I think there's four verses in a row. Let me count one, one, two, three, four, uh, five out of six verses at least where Paul is quoting the Old Testament. I find that to be sort of interesting. I mentioned this before because I think that gives us a major hint that Paul knew that those of Jewish background would also be reading this. Those who are true believers of Jewish background there in the churches in Galatia would be hearing this, would be reading it, but also those that were causing disruption, also those that were bringing forth and creating a different gospel and that were disturbing them. They would also be reading this, and that's the reason he's quoting so much of the Scripture because what these folks had been doing, they had been quoting the Old Testament Scripture to the Galatians, and their argument was very convincing. Okay, very convincing. Well, Paul's coming back and using the scripture as a counter argument. Verse 13 says this, Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us, for it is written, cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree. Again, uh, it's a quote from Deuteronomy, the cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree. And he's saying that Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, that the Lord Jesus Christ took on the sin of the world, that he took on the curse that no one else could bear. And he did it when he hung on the tree on the cross. Now, it continues the last verse we'll look at today. Let me start with 13 again. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree in order that in Christ Jesus, the blessing of Abraham might come to the Gentiles so that we would receive the promise of the spirit through faith. What you're seeing is that verse after verse after verse. Paul is absolutely dismantling the argument of these false brethren and of these Judaizers. He's absolutely tearing apart the argument that you have to be under the law before you can be of faith. The reason, remember, he, that he brought Abraham in is because Abraham was reckoned by God to be righteous, declared by God to be righteous, because Abraham believed what God said. And Abraham believed what God said hundreds of years before God gave the law. When you think of that, you realize, wait a minute. So therefore, the law can't be the foundation for faith and belief. The foundation of faith and belief is that the Lord is calling and that we believe what the Lord says. And that's what he's saying in verse 14, that this happened in order that Jesus Christ is the blessing of Abraham might come to the Gentiles. What happens? So that we would receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. The Spirit was promised particularly by Jesus in uh, John 14. He said that I must depart where I, and the Father will give me another that I will send, another of like kind, and that's the Holy Spirit. That the Gentiles would receive the promise of the Spirit. The Gentiles would not receive the promise of the Spirit through law, but through faith. It is by faith and faith alone. It is by grace and grace alone, not through the law. Now, let me warn us. We in the Western world, in the Western church today, during our lifetime, we get sort of high and mighty and pious about this because we'll say, yeah, boy, I agree with that. That's absolutely true. And we're not under the law, and we have no law like that. 
I would say examine ourselves, okay? We actually brought this up and we're talking about it in the class here recently. And uh, it's amazing the things that we do that are really just contemporary laws, just contemporary things that man has created, the traditions of man, for instance, the little laws of man. And some of them, are, are a lot of them, as a matter of fact, are good things. They're valuable things. They're things to be pursued, that type of thing. But we treat them as laws. And then, here's a biggie, we quite often treat personal preferences as law. And it may be personal preferences to style of clothing or style of hair or style of worship or style of Bible study or style of prayer, whatever it may be. We create our own law, and we don't know what we communicate. A lot of times those that the Lord is drawing to himself when they see what is happening within a local portion of the body of Christ, they think, why do I want to have anything to do with that? Okay, am I not speaking the truth there? That's what occurs. And it's because we have created a law unto ourselves. We continue to pray and we continue to say, Lord, forgive us for the laws that we have created. God, and we saw this at the beginning of, uh, I think, the third chapter, and we'll see it in the fourth chapter and fifth chapter too. Uh, the third chapter, he says, who so easily bewitched you? In the other chapters, he says, you have been set free. So let us walk in that freedom. Let us reject the laws that we have superimposed upon our own life and live in the freedom of Christ and watch what he does within the kingdom. Again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much for your time joining with me, and I'll see you again next time. Goodbye.